From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Knutson Construction CEO John Curry talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Curry discusses his journey with Knutson, how the company fared during the height of the pandemic, his days as a professional hockey goalie, and the outlook for the industry during a time of high inflation and supply chain backlogs. All right. Well, I'm here. Uh, Please be joined by John Curry, the newly promoted CEO at Knutson Construction. John is taking on his new role after a stint as president of Knutson, and he is a third-generation owner, and he will focus on the continuous development of Knutson's vision, strategy, and culture, and on growing Knutson's engagement in their marketplaces and communities. John had uh, played some professional hockey and holds an MBA from the University of Minnesota, Carlson School of Management, and a BA in economics from Boston University. Um, John, thanks for checking in today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, for sure. So just to jump right in, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your new role as CEO. First of all, when did this take effect? This was a uh, Pretty recent promotion, wasn't it? Pretty recent, yeah. Um, I would I would guess it's been about forty five days at this point. Um, we obviously took some time before we communicated, broadcasted it more broadly, um, and so it's it's new. It's a it's a new structure for our team to be working in. It's come with some some changes that we intended to make um in terms of how we structure the, the leadership team and, and just some of our meetings and, and some of our priorities so it's certainly early on but um so far it's it's been really great i, I feel um i can go into any any level of detail kind of for for why the, the change was made but but in essence it it really allows us to um support the growth that we've had and to also support kind of the strategic uh, goals that we have in the next five and, and, and 10 years. Um, so I'm really excited uh, about, about what it means and what it'll lead to in the, certainly in the coming months and the coming years. Sure. And I should mention that there are also several other promotions that were announced at the same time. Uh, Brendan Moore, it looks like who we've interviewed previously is promoted to president to your old job looks like. And, um, so t- talk a little bit about that. Uh, Scott uh, Scott Hughes was promoted to Vice President General Manager, and Tom uh, Limer is it was promoted to uh, is expanding his leadership role as Senior Vice President and General Manager to include Iowa City and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So 
some changes there. And um, I, I guess I wonder if you could talk a little bit just about how your role has changed in, in terms of your day-to-day duties from your, your previous role as president. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can speak probably first to the kind of the, the role of CEO versus first president on, on a high level. And, you know, maybe not the perfect way to explain it, but essentially we, we looked at, um, you know, prior to making the change, the, the, the role and responsibility um, of, of the president, you know, is, is pretty broad, like it is in any organization, which, you know, includes um, leading vision, leading strategy, um, leading the, the, the management team, um, managing risk for the organization, helping to, to drive business and support um, innovation and, and, and growth. And, um, and we have, you know, at, at Knutson experienced, you know, a, a significant amount of growth, if you look back at least over the, the 10 years. And so what we really came to realize as we looked forward um, sort of at our next chapter, um, and w- when I say that, um, you know, it's, it's fairly intentional because we've been through sort of a five-year period of, of a, you know, sort of a generational transition um, in many ways, not to mention COVID and, and just some industry changes and, and some changes in the way that, that, that we organize and lead, lead the business. And so we really feel like it, it's, there's, there's a turning point right now for us and, and sort of this, this road ahead um, and as we've really looked at that road and, and looked at our goals and what we want to accomplish, um, we, you know, in looking at the the role and responsibility of a president, we thought, well, there's some there's some areas we we're not spending enough time in some really critical areas that we're maybe not able to get to because we're managing the business. Um, and so, just a couple of key areas um, relate to kind of that that community engagement. Um, engaging further in the business community outside of the walls of Knutson, forming relationships, forming partnerships um, to to help drive growth of the business, but to help drive participation and engagement of the business in the community. Um, We've always done that. We've always been engaged at various levels, but what we recognized was to support the growth and and to dedicate that time, um, we need to divide and conquer to some degree. Um, and then another, you know, aspect of it is is the focus um, on the vision and, and strategy of the business. Again, something that we've always had focus on, um, but you know, recognizing the need to to, to put more focus and, and, and dedicate more time um, to charting the path, you know, planning the path, measuring yourselves along the way, uh, really doing that uh, deep strategic thinking on a more frequent basis. Um, together with the leadership team, and this structure kind of allows for that. And so, you know, we've talked about it. The president role and CEO role is sort of this Venn diagram, where where there is a, there's 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 a decent amount of overlap when it comes to, um, you know, just sort of the some of the day to day management of the business and those priorities, but the partnership uh, and collaboration on the vision and strategy. And that what Brendan in his role as president is is more focused on is is managing the day-to-day business, leading the organization, um, developing teams, developing processes and programs, but executing our strategy. And that's something that 
um, Brendan is, is shown and proven to be very strong at. He's an excellent leader um, to, to drive progress for the business, but he's an excellent team builder and, and leader of people. And that's what I'm most excited about for him and his new role um, is to continue to sort of build depth in our organization to continue to, um, you know, develop these next generation leaders and empower them to help us um, deliver for our customers and, and for our partners. Um, and so that's been, that's been part of this growth and tra- transformation that, that we've been intentional in making over the past number of years. And, and I think this new structure helps us to, to, to ensure that we can continue that, but we can continue it as we grow as well. Okay. And just to circle back a little bit, uh, you, I understand you joined Knutson in 2015. Is that right? Yep. And then how did you, were, what were your initial duties then? And my, my initial role was in, was in business development. Um, I would say uh, that early on over the four, first three years that I was with the business, I was really fortunate to be able to um, gain experience in a number of different functions um, to really um, participate in um, sort of a lot of the, the activities of, of the leadership team in terms of managing the business, managing risk, helping to um, you know sell new business, helping to plan strategy. Um, and so I was very fortunate to, to, to get that, that experience and just, just really connect a lot of dots. Um, and, and, you know, in, in that time played a host of, of different sort of focused roles day to day. Um, but over, you know, but, but fairly diverse roles as well that gave me, a, just gave me a really good perspective, but more than anything, it also helped me just you know, connect with, with our team and really understand our team and our leaders and, and build relationships. And, and I, and I say that because, you know, as I took over the role of, of president in, in October of last year, and now in this role of CEO, I'm extremely thankful and, and appreciative of the time that I was able to dedicate to, to building those relationships. Um, because, you know, I, I certainly am on the, on the lesser end of experienced, uh, you know, CEOs, um, at least for my age in our, in our industry. Um, but the truth is we, we've just built a phenomenal team. And, and so being able to lean on that team and, and have trust in that team in, in both directions has just been uh, made it really fun. Yeah. And I know that Newton is active in a number of different project types and in construction, not only in the twin cities, but also, I know you have an office in Rochester, Mankato, in in Iowa. Um, I believe you have a couple of offices. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the projects you're currently working on here in in the cities, as well as maybe some maybe even outside the metro area? Uh, I assume you're staying pretty busy. Yeah, um, yeah, we're certainly busy, um, and we're we have a we have a it's always dangerous to, to pick some projects that are kind of most fun and exciting, but we're, we're doing a lot of them right now. Um, and, and it is exciting. So, you know, we do a lot of work, um, in, in the healthcare sector. That's, that's been, you know, traditionally, um, kind of a main focus of Knutson over the past 15 to 20 years. And so, um, 
we have a lot of ongoing projects in in that space. Um, we have some uh, a, a couple of really exciting projects going on um, with with Mayo Clinic. Um, we've done just a lot of work over the years with, with Children's of Minnesota, with with Alina Hospitals, Park Nicollet, all of the the leading healthcare institutions. Um, higher Ed is, is another focus as well, and so we have some really exciting projects um, with the University of Minnesota. We've done a lot of work over the course of our history in Iowa with the University of Iowa um, and, and K through 12 education has, has become a focus as well. And so we're, you know, uh, kind of growing our, our, our presence in that marketplace as well and, and really enjoy partnering with, with school districts as they, you know, kind of plan, plan out their strategic plan and, and help them, you know, execute that from a, at least from a facilities standpoint. And I believe you're working on the, uh, was it the head of McCounty um, medical examiner's office? Wasn't that one of your projects? That was kind of yep. something we've written about. And so you've got a lot of different work there in, in both private and public sector projects. So that's exactly. cool. Um, so just, you, you talked a little bit about, just you know just having been there since 2015 you've you've seen some ups and downs and of course you touched briefly on covid how did how did you guys fare during that time period when we were sort of at the height of restrictions and um things were pretty uncertain to say the least how did you deal with that or did you just keep right on going with different projects that you had um did you see a lot of projects canceled or we 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 didn't we didn't you know i think if you step back and look at just across all the different industries and how how industries were impacted in in different ways some more severely than others um we were certainly impacted um with with projects being delayed we didn't have a lot of projects that were canceled but we you know the the work that we had planned to to begin that year um there was there was a substantial amount that that pushed out. Now, fortunately, the majority of that work um, was just delayed and, and not canceled. Um, it was just a time of of really um, when I look back, you know, everyone went through that same period of really just not knowing what was going to take place in our industry. We can look back and see what happened and, and know that we made it through together. Um, but I do remember just really leaning on relationships and partnerships and that, I mean, that was internal with our employees and just having open communication, letting them know what, what we know, what we don't know. Our goal was to, to keep our team in, intact and, and sort of weather the storm, whatever storm that was going to be. And then externally, it was just open dialogue and communication with our, our trade partners, our design partners and our clients. And, and luckily, I just think we're fortunate to be in in these markets that, that you you mentioned um, in, in the Midwest, where we just have a lot of really meaningful, high quality organizations that um, that when you know when the going gets tough, um, are, are willing partners to, to help each other through that. And that's how it felt. It felt like, hey, let's none of us have ever experienced and been through this before. Um, let's work with one another to get through it. Um, so I say from that standpoint, we didn't, um, certainly fortunate and, and lucky and thankful to not have any sort of existential type of 
crisis on a, on a project or just overall. Um, and, you know, I think it's just a testament again, certainly to our team that I've, I've probably tried to thank a million times for what they, you know, did, did for the organization that year, but, but our, our clients and, and our partners too, for just the, um, kind of that, that, that open dialogue and that, that feel of partnership to help each other in, in, in various ways. Sure. And I know now, of course, one thing that's top of mind for everybody in this industry is the inflation and supply chain issues that seem to be still out there. What, uh, how are you guys at Knutson dealing with that? And do you see things getting better anytime soon? Or what's kind of your outlook, um, kind of on the, on the pricing and, um, supply chain from that standpoint? Well, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, yeah, it, it, to be honest, um, I would say the last year is in, in some different ways more challenging than, than what was initially um, the state of the union in, in construction during the, the heat of the pandemic. And it's just sort of some of this afterflow of these these supply chain and different economic um, issues that they're colliding with one another leading to this, you know, the, the material shortages, the inflation, um, the, the labor issues have, have kind of continued to be a challenge. Um, you know, I, I, our approach has, has really been to um, be extremely disciplined in our core processes to make sure that we're not cutting corners, whether that's ordering material or in, in working with our, our trade partners to make sure that, that we're on the same page about how to execute a project and, and what labor is going to be required and, and when labor is going to be required. There's, there's a very operational aspect of it for us. And, and I think we're fortunate to have you know, really invested heavily and spent a lot of focus, you know, a time focusing on that. And leading up to the pandemic, it served us well. Um, and so I think that's been one piece. Um, but I think the other, the other pieces is that same communication and collaboration with especially our clients, but our, our design partners um, and key trade partners on the front end of a project. So the, the most important thing that we can do and offer at, at that point in time is to provide information. So you just have to stay diligent in, in keeping open communication because I'm, I'm sure everyone's further experience. I mean, one, one month it's glass and the next month it's, it's lumber or steel and it, and, and it's um, not a very static environment. It's, it's a moving target. And there just is a lot of communication and information that needs to be shared during those, those time periods to make sure everyone knows where we're at at every given point in time. And it's just, you know, pure transparency just to make sure um, that we don't put the client in a bad position, that we don't put the designer or our trade partners or Knutson in a really tough spot. And so, you know, uh, that's led to some tough decisions on projects. If, if budgets have gotten, you know, too, too inflated for what was the original intent. Um, I, you know, in, in terms of looking forward, when you look at the, the inflation that is just tangible and obvious, um, and you and you look at uh, the, the interest rates that that are going up um, to, to help balance that. I, I think you know 
at, at some point that that has a tipping point and collides and, and maybe it leads to a slowdown. Um, we haven't felt it yet, but we're certainly eyeing it and we're trying to plan as an organization um, for whatever that, that leads to. So we're, we're watching it really closely. Um, I think our top priority though is, is for the projects that are that are already going and for the projects that are in that planning phase. And the, and the only thing that we can do is, is to provide, is to keep a tab on it and provide information as accurately and quickly as possible to, in all directions, to our, um, to our employees, to our clients, to our partners and, and, and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I can't let you go without asking about your hockey playing days. Um, it looks like you, you, you attended Boston University. Did you play hockey at BU, and then I did go into the pro ranks, or how did tell us about that? Yeah, I I played hockey at BU uh, four years. Um, just a phenomenal experience. I was a Minnesota kid that was a, a room. <laughs> one of my roommates was from South Boston, someone from Southie, and so it was. I was a it was a big culture, uh, you know cultural transition, culture shock, but, you know, just became some of my best friends, um, you know, just getting to know a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of really good people from, from the East coast, but I enjoyed my time at, at BU, um, and was, was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to continue playing. So I, I signed a contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins and I was with their organization for four years. Um, I spent the majority of my career in the minor leagues. Um, I did, you know, I did get a number of opportunities to to play in the NHL um, and to, you know, as a goalie to be a backup in the NHL. And I was sort of a, you know, a participant or a, or a backup to the backup for Pittsburgh when they won the Stanley Cup in 2009. So just I had just some really cool experiences and 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 great lessons learned that I've been able to carry and apply to business. Um, I had a stint in. Uh, Germany, which was also a phenomenal experience for for a season over there, and then a, the final three years of my career were spent with the Minnesota Wild organization. So that was really nice um, to have their their minor league team was in Des Moines, and so uh, my girlfriend at the time to become fiance and now wife. It, it just allowed for us to stay connected, uh, stay connected to family. Um, and then it was just an absolute dream to have an opportunity to play for the wild, um, a couple of different times uh, in front of, front of your home, home family. And, um, it's, I, it's, it's honestly, uh, a whirlwind as I look back on it. And it's hard to believe that, you know, it, it took place cause it's been a while now and it was such a, a different lifestyle than, than what I'm currently living, but, um, tons of great experience and, um, lessons that, that I, I reach back to and, and, and try to apply every, every day. So that's awesome. And I understand the wild just traded one of their goalies. So yeah, I heard they're trying to make room for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, that's, that's cool. Um, you know, I think it's pretty much every kid's dream to maybe play professional sports someday. So that's, that's awesome that you had that opportunity. And, um, you know, do you ever get a hankering to lace on the skates again, or do you play in any kind of league or anything when you're not doing your construction stuff? Yeah, it hasn't been really intentional, but but I haven't. Um, you know, I'll I'll do some pickup. I'll, I'll lace on the skates and get out. You know, in the winter on on the pond and shoot the puck around. But um, I haven't played goalie. You know, since I last played 
professionally, um, which is crazy. Again, not, not intentionally. It's just the, the gear went into the storage unit and it's, you know, uh, two kids now and, and focused on work and life. And it's not always easy to get up for that 6 a.m. ice time or that 10.30 p.m. ice time. And um, I do hope that, that, that I get back to it at some point. And my kids are growing up. And so I, I, I imagine that, that I'll re-engage um, in, in the sport and get a little bit closer to it uh, in the next few years than it has been the last few do your kids play hockey too, or not yet? We, we <laughs> I have a I have a four year old, so I'm trying okay. not to I'm trying not to push him, but uh, we'll see we'll see this year if he if he gains any interest in it. But I'll uh, yeah I'll let him make that decision. A little young to be putting on the goalie pads and man, <laughs> yeah, for some but not others. <laughs> yeah. Hey John, really appreciate your time. Anything else that you? would like to add before I let you go um, been no, generous with you. I, no I, I, I appreciate the time as well Brian I appreciate the conversation and uh, never hesitate to reach out sounds good well you have a great day and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon sounds great thanks Brian have a good one take care you too bye, bye.